0: Jennifer Spivey, and you are listening to Connect, an outreach of People's Church in Winter Haven, Florida. At People's Church, we believe there is power and blessings that come from making connections with God and with each other, and I just want to thank you for connecting with me on the podcast today, and I hope this is a blessing to you. So several weeks ago on the blog, I wrote about forgiveness, and I just think that unforgiveness is the root of so many negative things in our lives that it was worth revisiting. So I, I just wanted to revisit that on the podcast today. Review is good for us. Even if we've heard it before, it's good to hear it again. Um, my husband has a quote. He says, when all you have is a hammer, everything is a nail. It's a good mental picture. You know, with only this one tool in your toolbox, you have no choice but to pound everything in sight. So let's talk about forgiveness today because it's all important. Forgiveness can propel you forward, but sadly the opposite, unforgiveness, will stop you dead in your tracks. I found a definition and a quote for you today about forgiveness Here's a definition, forgiveness is the intentional and voluntary process by which a victim undergoes a change in feeling and attitude regarding an offense, allowing them to let go of negative emotions, such as vengefulness, and often with an increased ability to even wish the offender well. Wow. That's when you know you've forgiven, when you've given up vengeance, and you even can say, I wish that person well. That, that would be a huge step in forgiveness. A quote that I found that I like, it says, Do not, Forgiveness doesn't excuse their behavior. Forgiveness prevents their behavior from destroying your heart. Wow, how true and how powerful that is. One of my life verses, I consider it very nearly daily, is Psalm one nineteen one sixty five. 165. It says, Great peace have they who love your law, and nothing causes them to be offended. Nothing causes them to be offended. That's powerful. That means that as we value God's word over all else, it always weighs heaviest on the scale in our heart. When good things happen, the truth of the Lord is considered more important. When bad things happen, the truth of the Lord is considered more important. When we have a choice between our emotions and God's truth, we choose God's truth. Forgiveness isn't easy. In fact, this really can be one of the most difficult things that we have to do. To truly forgive should include some of these following things, whatever you think may apply to your situation. Forgiveness should include the giving up the need or the desire to tell your side of the story. Forgiveness should include giving up the hope of being mis- of being understood or having people commiserate with you. You know, when I if I've truly forgiven something, then I don't need to revisit that thing, I don't need to rehearse that thing, I don't need to look for people to take my side or commiserate with me. It's not necessary. I'm sure I've told you this before. I was in a situation many years ago and I called my called my best friend and said, you, you will not believe what happened. Listen at this thing. And I started telling her something. And she said, Jennifer, I'm going to listen at this today. But this is the last time I'm going to listen to this. You've moved out of processing into rehearsing. And at that moment, I realized I don't have forgiveness in my heart. I'm continually telling my side of the story. I want somebody to commiserate with me. And that's what I was looking for when I called my best friend. And so I just want to encourage you, as you forgive, you also give up the, the hope of being understood, or give up the hope of having people commiserate with you. You're not trying to draw people to your side. You're trying to let go of an offense. Just drop it. Forgiveness ought to include giving up the right to punish whoever hurt you. It ought to include releasing any conditions that you may have placed on your forgiveness. The offender may not repent, but you have, to, you have to forgive them anyway. Give up the the right or the need to get an apology. You may or may not get it, but you've got to offer forgiveness with or without it because that unforgiveness is eating away at you. Possibly forgiving could mean accepting that you may never recover what the offense cost you. You know, in my type A, my type 1 on the Enneagram world, I want things to be symmetrical. I want to be able to say, I lost this thing and I gained that thing in its place. But that's not always how this works. And so there may be an offense that costs you something and you may or may not recover that thing. But God will always take care of you. So as you forgive realize that you may not recover what the offense cost you. As you forgive, you may have to let go of the fact that the offender may not deserve your forgiveness. Hey, this isn't about what somebody else deserves. This isn't about what somebody else did. If you're harboring unforgiveness in your heart, that's hurting you more than the offense is hurting the other person. And so your forgiveness may require you to let go of the fact that the offender may not deserve your forgiveness. And also forgiveness means you're willing to leave vengeance or justice in the hands of the Lord completely. These are hard, hard things. I'm not, I'm not presenting something easy. It's not easy to let go of these things that we consider rights, but as we forgive, we have got to let go of these things. When Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, he included a line about forgiveness. Matthew 6:12 says, "Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us." For a minute, I just want to focus on one important phrase in this sentence, "as we forgive." "As" means to the same degree or amount. So let's replace that little word, that little two-letter word for its definition and see how the same sentence reads. Here we go. Forgive us our sins to the same degree or amount that we forgive those who sin against us. So when we read it that way, ask yourself, in my life is this phrase an affirmation or is it a reproof? Do you already forgive others to the same degree in which you would want to receive forgiveness yourself? Or do you need to work on it? Are you pleased that you're asking God to forgive you in the same degree or amount that you forgive others? Or are you concerned that he might just forgive you in the same way that you forgive others? Unforgiveness and harboring offense will stop your progress like nothing else in your life. Unforgiveness and harboring offense, it'll cost you you'll lose relationships, you will lose ministry opportunities, you will hurt more than yourself and the offender. Everything will be affected and it will spread like cancer until you let it go. Unforgiveness and offense insist on being held with both hands. They won't leave room for anything else. Jesus also tells us whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. That's Mark eleven twenty-five 25 through 26. Refusing forgiveness, refusing to release offense will take up all of your energy and it will block forgiveness from God in your own life. The longer you hold it, the more your life and your relationships will be affected. Unforgiveness will consume your mind and consume your thoughts. Let's come back to my husband's quote, when all you have is a hammer, everything is a nail. It's a good mental picture. With only this tool in your toolbox, you have no choice but to pound everything in sight. I think another way of saying the same thing is that the unforgiveness in your heart acts as a filter. Everything that comes to you must pass through this unresolved offense. Everything that comes to you must come through this hurt, and then everything becomes about you. Unforgiveness makes you self centered. That's different than selfish in this context. I want you to appreciate the difference, but I don't want to stop there and spend too long on that. But let me say that sentence again unforgiveness makes you self centered. Everything becomes a piece of the offense. Every event, every action, every word passed through this hurt becomes tainted by the hurt. Just like your heart pumps blood to every part of your physical body, giving life and health to every organ and limb, unforgiveness will pump discord, bitterness, and discontentment to every part of your spiritual life. Once your spirit is poisoned by unforgiveness, you really are in trouble. I'm convinced that a vast majority of our problems are rooted in unforgiveness. Is there a situation that you can't get off your mind? Is there a person that you can't respond to with the love of Christ? Are you looking for this person to fail or even hoping that they will? You probably, if you answered yes to any of those questions, you probably have unforgiveness on some level even buried in there. Root it out. Open your hands, release the offense, and allow the Lord to fill you with his goodness once again. Refuse to allow offense or unforgiveness to stop your progress. You have so many places to go, so many things to do in the Lord. When you finally let that unforgiveness go, the relief is palpable and indescribable. God is so generous and so kind, you'll be overwhelmed by that first breath of fresh air, filling your spirit with freedom and peace. So let's drop the hammer of unforgiveness today. Stop pounding everything in sight. Stop allowing that offense to be the filter through which everything comes to you. I'm praying that you can identify with the words of Paul in Philippians 3.13, and I'll read it from the Phillips translation. You know that's a favorite of mine. I do concentrate on this. I leave the past behind, and with hands outstretched to whatever lies ahead, I go straight for the goal. My reward... The honor of being called by God in Christ. Freedom from offense. Being able to not only receive forgiveness, but also offer forgiveness freely. That's a treasure. And my friend, you're going to want both hands available to hold it. Thanks it for listening in today. I'd love to hear from you whether on today's topic or perhaps something you'd like to hear discussed, shoot me an email at PCWH at gmail.com or find me at People's Church Winter Haven on Facebook or Instagram. I want to thank you for joining me for the Connect podcast and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.